0: Welcome to the Scandinavian Mind podcast, our weekly show about the intersection of lifestyle and technology. Today on the program, a special report from Copenhagen Fashion Week. We will talk about our talks program at SIF, what's happening at the shows, including a report from Revolver Trade Show. And we'll hear from some of the most influential people in the industry including Bruce Pask, men's fashion director at Neiman Marcus and Bergdorf Goodman, and Sophie Dolva, the new director of SIF. I'm Conor Olson, editor-in-chief and founder of Scandinavian Mind, and I'm here from Copenhagen recording with my dear colleague Johan Magnusson, our senior editor. How are you, Johan?
1: I'm good. It's been a very long day, but uh, yeah, full of impressions and inspiration.
0: I'll say uh, we are at the end of the second day at SIF. We are recording from uh, our respective hotel rooms. And uh, uh, we're also at the second day of the Scandinavian Mind Talks program at SIF, which is a collaboration with Copenhagen International Fashion Fairs. I moderated five talks today, so I'm a bit toast in the head, but it's been very inspiring and rewarding to do this, uh, I would say. Uh, The turnout at the talks has been uh, over my expectations, and um, I gotta say, maybe the best one was with you today, my friend. Yeah, you say that? What we're talking about is that we today gave a preview of an upcoming report called The State of Beauty Innovation that... Uh, you U1 has been working on for uh, quite some time and we did a good 30 minutes on the five most important trends within beauty innovation right now. I, I, you know the 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 feedback from the audience and the industry people that we met was was really positive. What do you feel after after doing your first big appearance uh, w- w- with regards to this beauty report?
1: Yeah, a lot of impressions and uh, yeah just like you're saying uh, what's uh, the most memorable was perhaps the feedback afterwards. People you met, Mm. people that uh, approach us after the presentation, and uh, yeah. Also, when you've been working for some with something for since like November, then it's of course a huge. uh, I don't know if relief is the right word, but uh, uh, it feels very rewarding when you get such good feedback afterwards.
0: Well, we're gonna not to plug ourselves too much, but uh, we are very proud of the work that we've done, and uh, this will be released in this podcast feed, and and we'll probably do a separate video uh um publishing uh, publication of of this uh, keynote uh, i think my biggest takeaway of of this is and and it's very interesting to be at SIF. they're doing this sort of a show of beauty brands for the first time there is a need to talk about innovation there's a need to talk about uh, sustainability in the in the beauty industry and that's why we we have launched this beauty innovation project um within Scandinavian mind. And, and that's a takeaway from me because I really feel like we are onto something and and uh, and the industry is really responding to it.
1: Couldn't say it better myself.
0: All right. So we've been running around on... I mean, I've been mostly at SIF, uh, to be honest, but uh, you have been running around on on some of the shows and uh, some of the other trade shows. And we also have our uh, dear colleague, Oliver Dahle. He's been mostly on the shows. Some of the nice dinners as well that I couldn't go to Um, you've been speaking to Oliver what's his impression of of the fashion shows
1: what he says to me is that uh, it's a great energy uh, huge crowds uh, at the the fashion shows uh, and also the fact that uh, it seems like of course it's important what you're showing on the runway but almost equally important is that you find the the coolest venue. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the brands would have agreed on this, but uh, that that was his uh, major impression, I would say.
0: Yeah. But it goes to this notion of, I feel like fashion week is back in a way. And it did, definitely the trade shows are back. SIF is bigger than ever. And with all the talks of their merging with Revolver and everyone, you know, you've been to Revolver, but it's, it, it's my sense that people enjoy being together and, and you know with that i think it's good that they're aiming to find cool locations and make an experience out, out of the shows uh if they're having physical shows they might as well be entertaining
1: yeah sure and just what you mentioned perhaps uh, it's uh, room for an explanation uh, uh the we saw a reporting now or it was announced the other week that sif uh, and revolver will uh, join forces uh,
0: and uh,
1: yeah, be not competitors, but uh, work together as one company. Yeah, the two leading trade fairs uh, in Copenhagen. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, it's been a rumor that's mm. been going on in the industry for quite some time, and now it's official. We will hear uh, the new director at CIF, uh, Sophie Dolva, talk about this at the end of this show. It's a bit of a, little bit of a longer uh, conversation I had with her, so we'll wait with that till the end of the show. Uh, well worth waiting for. But until then, we're going to get into uh, some of the other impressions from uh, around Fashion Week. And you've been uh, walking around interviewing people uh, that we met. And let's begin with listening to our dear friend Bruce Pasks, the men's fashion director of Neiman Marcus and Bird of Goodman in the U.S., uh, of course. Uh, Talk about where you met Bruce.
1: So we met uh, right outside the the Alpha show and Alpha used Mm -hmm. to be called uh, Designer's Nest until like a year ago before they rebranded. And uh, it's a talent incubator uh, with they have uh, one show per year with selected uh, Nordic graduates from the leading fashion schools.
0: Yeah, and we had we had the the director of Alpha, Ling was part of the transformation conference in Helsinki last year, which we held, and I gotta say, Anna is she's such a force uh the way she does this with such enthusiasm and i know it's hard to to get funding for for these shows for these young talents uh a big shout out to, to the work that she's doing
1: yeah and uh, this edition was uh yeah spectacular i haven't been to all of the shows over the years so i can't say it was the best one but uh mm. i would i would have liked to see uh, the version of the alpha that would have been better because th- that one would have been really, really good because this was on a, such a high level. And also, again, as we know, uh, the Finns uh, was taking over. So, uh, yeah, a Finnish designer was uh, announced the winner. Tuli uh, Titi Koivula with a spectacular collection.
0: All right. And you also had a chance to speak to Bruce Pask. Uh, Bruce is obviously... Uh, one of the most influential people in in the fashion industry, definitely menswear. We have been doing interviews and some projects with him in the past. I had a chance to meet him briefly on the floor of SIF today. Really, really, really fun to see Bruce uh, um, uh, back in in Copenhagen. I know he's a big fan of the of the city. Uh, let's hear what you what what, what Bruce had to say.
2: Um, I'm Bruce Pask, I'm the senior men's fashion director for Bergdorf, Goodman and Neiman Marcus. Um, I am here in Copenhagen, I got here yesterday and I have been lucky enough and fortunate enough to be attending the trade shows SIF and Revolver and Copenhagen Fashion Week for the past few seasons and years. Um, we are out at the Bella Center right now getting ready to go into the Alpha show and it's day one of Copenhagen Fashion Week. And uh, what are your expectations for the week? Um, I'm here, as always, with a big curious mind, and I am looking forward to seeing um, emerging brands I may not know about, brands that I've started following and seeing their development. Um, It's the first season that I know that um, Cecilia and the Copenhagen Fashion Week team have been working on for three years for... That all the brands participating in this fashion week will adhere to 18 sustainable and thoughtfully produced standards, which I think is really incredible. This is the first season that all brands participating are going to be adhering to um, these sustainable standards. So I think it's amazing and it really differentiates Copenhagen as being at the forefront of you know, fashion as well as thoughtful and sustainable production. Um, I, I think that's they 've done an amazing job in, in really overseeing that and um, recognizing the importance of that. Would you
1: say that this is uh, what makes uh, this special week stands out uh, compared to its competitors or is it uh, new voices or new brands or
2: yeah, I think there's a number of things I think we all appreciate the very kind of famous uh, kind of Scandinavian sensibility <laughs> you know like Thoughtfully made um, a very spare and kind of pure design, but I do think that we have looked to Copenhagen for driving the efforts with sustainability and thoughtful production in, in the runway presentations so i think I think it's all of it we 're definitely here to see new brands and new designers um, emerging brands, but I think the fact that sustainability is a big component of that is I, I think just another aspect that's terrific
1: is it also increasingly important for for you in the retail sector with this uh,
2: sustainability focus i assume absolutely i mean i think uh, neiman marcus group uh, certainly is very very much moving strongly forward with esg initiatives sustainable issues thoughtful production uh also the values that go along with that um you know our company sort of ethos is leading with love and i think a lot of that is about loving our neighbors loving humanity loving this earth and finding better ways to live in it and to support it and to sustain it so it's, it's a really important directive for us as a company and
1: final question is it uh, are you also able to uh to address this to the end consumer, the, the importance, uh, or, or what makes Nordic uh, fashion brands stands out with this uh, more conscious uh, production and uh,
2: fabrics? Is it something that the end consumer do care about? I think it's a, certainly a component of what people care about, absolutely. And I think the consumer is uh, more interested in that, better educated about it with all the information that's been out there. Um, I, I think circularity in fashion is becoming uh a concern and a an aspect of what people consider when they're buying fashion, for sure. And what I love about here is, you know, this is just one component of the brands. It's not the defining component of brands because we also have creativity, imagination, um, you know, new development, and then circularity in fashion is just one more component of the brand, so it isn't necessarily what is leading them, and I think we can look forward to a day when Thoughtful production and circularity in fashion is just going to be one more aspect of fashion that is a given. Let's hope. Thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, that was Bruce Pask, men's fashion director of Neiman Marcus and Bird of Goodman. Are there any other impressions or details from the Alpha Show that we should mention, Yuan? Perhaps not from the Alpha Show. It was uh,
1: overall very high level. But um, speaking of that... Um, What's uh, more and more um, strikes you uh, when you're going here to Copenhagen Fashion Week is um, the great mix of um, es- very, very established and very, very cool brands, but also the new names, the new voices. The- they are really good at um, supporting new names and uh, new talents and, uh, yeah, put them on the official schedule, find sponsors for them or partnerships. Uh, last season was the first edition of. Uh, a special showroom with the selected uh, new designers uh, called the new talent uh, and which will which will return uh, next season uh, and I've been to the Salando sustainability award shows with three other um, emerging designers highlighting sustainability and uh, yeah it's a great mix of uh, the big players that's been around for yeah actually this year uh, both uh, Woodwood and Soland they are celebrating their uh, 20 years uh, they're celebrating 20 years Norse projects uh, another leading danish brand not participating here but they are celebrating 20 years next year so yeah and also the new names coming and oliver uh, our colleague in particular in particular mentioned the uh, pln uh, ni- a name to watch and um
0: PLN.
1: yeah and we also have uh, tobias birik nielsen with the ESO poetism who won Salander sustainability award last season and uh, mm-hmm. he was uh, the the prize included uh, uh, a spot at the official schedule this season. So that's also good that you follow up with um, uh, across the seasons. That it's not only for one season or two seasons, that they get support for several seasons or several years.
3: Mm.
0: Well, they're doing great job, uh, putting together this this show and and Copenhagen Fashion Week has you know especially in the advent of the official I don't know the closure of Stockholm Fashion Week. It really is the the platform for for Nordic fashion right now. Uh, part of this is because there is such a good collaboration with the trade shows that are going on, and you had a chance to visit the Revolver trade show as well. Uh, what were your impressions from 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 the Revolver show this year?
1: A lot of positivism and, um, yeah, great atmosphere. Uh, A lot of brands, uh, not a lot of visitors because uh, they have uh, their most uh, crowded or busy day uh, the second day on uh, Mm. Thursday. But, uh, yeah, a decent amount of visitors, a great uh, selection of uh, brands, very well curated. Uh, They have a certain focus on uh, contemporary Nordic menswear and womenswear. And the spectacular installation right in the middle of the spectacular um, um, trade fair hall uh, with Maremeco, who returned uh, to the trade fairs uh, with a huge installation highlighting uh, their icon- iconic prints.
0: Good stuff. And you also had the chance to speak to a few of the people on the floor. Um, we're going to hear now from Kent Rao Madsen, the founder of Garment Project. Why did you decide to speak to Kent? So.
1: Uh, he's um, a very very nice guy and uh, a, a true entrepreneur, but uh, not like a sales guy at all. Uh, he's very, uh, yeah, humble and uh, yeah, he 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 lets the products um, speak for themselves. And uh, he started ten years ago with a small range of uh, footwear. Uh, yeah, those you, you've you all seen it probably the style of it like the dressed sneaker and now it's mm. a big range of footwear And uh, the first season this coming fall with um, a full line of uh, garments.
0: All right So here now Kent Rao Madsen the founder of Garment Project
4: Hi, this is uh, Kent from uh, Garment Project. We had the revolver in Forum and um... Yeah, we talk a little bit about the fair and how things have been evolving uh, the last many years. Uh, this is my tenth year at the uh, at the fair, so um, yeah, we uh, we're looking forward, and uh, hopefully it's going to be a good one. And uh, how are your feelings for this week? Uh, we have a good feeling about this week. Uh, we are finally back after Corona, for like hundred and ten percent. A lot of Scandinavian brands is showing and um, have a good feeling about it. Even though things are tough right now, I feel a certain positivity uh, in, in general regarding uh, the future. Uh, so it's uh, yeah, we have high expectations.
1: And uh, how important is uh, Revolver and the trade fairs and um, Copenhagen uh, Fashion Week for Copenhagen as a meeting place and destination?
4: I think it's it's really important for, for the Scandinavian fashion scene that we have uh, have the fairs here in Copenhagen and also for, for, for us as a brand, it's always good, uh, we're not a big brand, we're a smaller brand, so even though we've been there for 10 years, it's, um, yeah, I think it's a really good place to meet and we get a lot of attention from, from all over the world. Uh, yeah, overseas and everything. So it's 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 really I think it's good for Scandinavia. It's good for the Scandinavian fashion scene.
1: Is a uh, trade fair still a relevant uh, place um, uh, to, to be for you as a, a brand? Um, uh, if we're talking uh, brand building, and or will we see other formats in the future?
4: Um, I think it's important for a brand uh, like ours because we get to show what we really can in many ways, and and if we don't have the power to draw some of the big buyers to a showroom in Paris or Milan or whatever, it's a good way to to show everything. Uh, But I see the fashion scene developing into being much more focused on Paris, showrooms, Milan, showrooms, Uh, but, but for sure I feel this is still relevant, definitely, definitely. And tell us more about what we see
1: here, uh, I assume fall winter 23 and uh, carry, carryovers and uh, yeah. also ga- garments. I know you as a shoe brand but now it's garments as well, can you tell us what we see?
4: Yeah, this is uh, awesome winter 23 and uh, for sure we, we, uh, we are strong on footwear, both men's and women's. But uh, during the last 5-6 uh, seasons we have uh, been developing our clothing line which is um, focused on men's, but, but it is also unisex. Uh, all our styles is starting from extra small to extra large. And uh, it's, uh, we see the, the fashion scene right now is... you is see a lot of women wearing menswear and, and the other way around, actually. So, so it's more like a unisex universe uh, in many ways. And uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is the first time we, we present the full clothing collection with outerwear. Uh, knitwear, pants, t-shirts, sweatshirts, and uh, it's the first collection with our new designer. Uh, She started uh, eight months ago, so this is like the first collection that she's 100% involved in. So that's also really exciting for us. Thank you. That
0: was Kent Rao Madsen, founder of Garment Project. We're now also going to hear from Vasim Ahmad, the sales director and partner of Vernon Sport, which is uh, one of the largest distributors of, of uh, sportswear, right?
1: Yeah, a distributor and also a sportswear agency with uh, yeah, a great mix of uh, quite established brands. But also what's interesting with them is that they have such a good eye on uh, which brands will become the next big hit. In, here in the Nordics. Mm. And uh, yeah, he's uh, such a profile, and uh, they used to have uh, huge parties every season on uh, on Thursday night. So yeah, he's um, a, a, an industry name to count on.
0: All right, let's listen to Vasim Ahmad. And uh, what do you feel about uh,
3: Revolver and uh, this edition and Copenhagen Fashion Week? I think it's it's nice. I think uh, there is a vibe. Uh, we've been a little bit scared about uh, the whole uh, world situation, economy and so on. But so far, we are quite uh, surprised about the energy here. Uh, it's the first day. Normally, second day is much, much better. But already now, we are quite satisfied.
1: And you followed... I've seen you at the trade fairs for like 10-15 years. And how has it changed over the years? Uh,
3: I think... Uh, it's, it's. I don't know how it's changed. Uh, I think it's, uh, it's still the same. Uh, you know, we are still showing an, a, the same way. I think the people have become more professional buyers, uh, where before it was a lot about uh, feelings, uh, you know, connections and so on. But now uh, people are buying uh, more professionally because they, they have numbers, they have a system in their, in their shop, so when they come they have a budget. We, we, never, worked, we, we never worked with budgets. Yes. 10 years ago, no, nobody had a budget for us. Is a trade fair like this still a relevant uh, platform for you and the brands and the buyers and the visitors? Yes, for sure. For, for, for a, a company like Werner it's very important because we are distributors so we have to show the brands and there are so many local uh, shops with, who does not go to PT or, or go to uh, Berlin or New York and, and, and people are saving costs. So for, for our market, which is the Scandic, it's very important.
1: And finally, uh, if you would wish one thing from the buyer to get more of, what would that be? Ooh, that is
3: dangerous <laughs> no I, I i actually think the buyers are uh, we have a good relationship with the buyers we, we we can't really complain they come by you know 10 years ago they would have be hiding behind uh, you know uh, other brands and so on but I, today i think they are they're all polite they know uh, one one season we might have a brand next year we don't have a brand but we always bring something back and that's that goes on for everybody so it's it's like a, a a big family yeah thank you
0: that was vasim ahmad sales director and partner at vernon sport Let's move on from Revolver to SIF. And I think um, one of the biggest changes in the industry right now is the fact that SIF has merged with Revolver and will, you know, maybe not from for this season so much, but in the upcoming seasons, we'll see uh, some of these dramatic changes. I had the chance to sit down earlier this evening, actually, just a couple of hours before we record this on Thursday evening, with uh, Sophie uh, Dolva, the new director at SIF, she just seems like a show of force. For, she has done so much positive things already in the industry. And the fact that she managed to uh, close this deal with Revolver is, uh, I think, very impressive. This has been in the works and it's been talked about. and It's been rumored for a very, very long time. And uh, there are many rumors and talks within the industry to why that is. Um, uh, it seems like collaborating with these two uh, trade shows hasn't been the most easiest feat earlier in the in the industry's history, but now obviously it's the time. So I sat down with Sophie to talk about this and the overall impressions of the SIF trade show uh, so far this year. So here now my conversation with uh, Sophie Dolva, uh, director at SIF. Right now, so I'm here with Sophie Dolva, director of SIF. We're coming up on the end of the second day here at SIF. It's your first kind of real show, so I'm just, you know, perhaps starts with the sports question. How do you feel now when the when the show is uh, is way up and up and going?
5: I feel really excited, relieved. Also a bit tired, but I think uh, I'm really, I'm filled with positive energy because I see that all the plans we've been working so intense and hard uh, towards are really you know paying off. Mm. Um, I think it's good to see the positivity and energy amongst people in, in these times. I think people are also a bit anxious about that. Um, and we have um, had some new initiatives for, for this edition. Uh, which has also been um, like 50-50 how people were reacting to it before seeing it. And, and I'm just super happy that it seemed like people are really enjoying it.
0: Right. So, I mean, I think in many ways, this is the kind of first real edition since after the pandemic, because, uh, you know, back in back in last summer when that was scheduled, at least people were still kind of feeling the pandemic. And uh, there's been this discussion around... The relevance of trade shows and fashion weeks even way before the pandemic as well so how do you feel now are we are we are we you know on a positive trajectory with, with these kind of gatherings
5: yes i think absolutely i think we see it both in the registration the buyers attending um, from around the, the world uh, by the trade here i think we really got it confirmed for this season mm-hmm. that it's still relevant Um, And we see, you know, more brands coming back to the trade fairs. So, it looks positive.
0: Good to hear. Talk about some of the new initiatives that you've done here. You, for instance, you have this beauty section. Uh, Why did you decide to go into this?
5: I think I saw uh, a golden opportunity because uh, many of the retailers that were coming here, um, previously, they are expanding into beauty and lifestyle. Uh, I think you also see a lot of fashion brands, ex- you know, expanding into um, other categories other than garments um, and fashion people love beauty and beauty people love fashion. So I think it's, you know, there's a nice synergy. So I chose to to curate some Nordic beauty products, but where the synergy is that um, they have uh, international uh, potential to, to scale up. And it's products that you would find in these retails, so not like salon brands, mm. uh, also being you know really aesthetic and all, all of them are also you know thinking about the environment uh thinking about you know the whole um, circular um, ingredient uh, process
0: and can you mention some other initiatives or events that have been happening here that you' spe- specifically proud of or happy with
5: yeah, I am really proud and happy about our um, own production for our own fashion show on Monday. So we opened up the fashion week by having a what we call the SIF fashion experience. Mm. I think some might remember the trend shows back in the days. Uh, we just took it to the next level. So we had um, a big show in Bellarina with 1,200 people where we're showing 40 different brands to show the diversity within fashion showing kids' brands, women's and men uh, from the more commercial brands to some more contemporary to some of the brands that are actually also on the show schedule. Mm. And it was See Now, by Now. So that kick-started the week and that was just amazing. People were so happy. It was amazing production. Um, And then one of the other things we've also initiated was the um consumer event with uh, with L, the danish l to create more brand awareness for some of the danish brands we have here so we actually just had that and we had uh, um, a little uh, uh, under 200 super fans attending where they could meet the designers see the collection and hear uh, a bit more about the their brand journey
0: mm. you know i have a history of collaborating with uh, fashion trade shows uh, since many years now uh, I've actually been an advocate for trade shows as the uh, the kind of center of the industry, and especially when when media is becoming more and more fragmented. You know, kind of the the big magazines, which which used to be kind of the center of of the industry, aren't anymore in a way. Uh, so I think there's a big opportunity in trade shows. Mm-hmm. At the same time, the format has been discussed and and even criticized the last few years. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely during the pandemic, of course, but but even before that because it's a very traditional format It's you know, dates back to, you know, whenever where you have to gather in these giant halls to meet each other. Uh, You know, what can SIFT do to play a bigger role in the industry, Uh, you know, perhaps outside of of the trade show? I'm sure you're thinking a lot about this.
5: Yeah, I think, you know, you need to um, stay agile and adapt and I think a bit outside the box. And of course, our core is the trade. Mm. Uh, But I think you also have a huge potential to do more to, for instance, you know, build the brand awareness, to think more commercially throughout the days. Uh, What we uh, try to aim at at is to have the community outside of those weeks because it's only twice a year. Uh, So what we have tried to do already to test it off is to try and have some uh, smaller events where we actually group people, where there are some synergies to try and build a actual community and not just, you know, using the word. Um, So it could be like a a brand um, having issues with expanding into Germany, but having a success in Australia. And then we know that there's another brand having a success in in Germany. And then we'll try to put them together to really share and use each other as colleagues instead of uh, competitors um and we want to do much more of that and then i think also we have so many great partners that are educators um, experts within the different fields and i think we can be the facilitator to bring them in and um really you know help them it could be like on uh, you know the sustainability requirements where well, you have a lot of smaller brands that don't have the resources and the know-how they want to of course be more sustainable but mm. They, they simply don't have the time or the resources. So I, f- I think we can do a job in, in help, helping them outside of, uh, of the trade fair.
0: All right. Last question. Looking ahead, uh, you know, beyond this show, uh, I'm curious to hear what you got in store for upcoming shows, collaborations. It was just announced before uh, the show started that you're, you're merging with Revolver. Can you reveal anything of what's in store for, for uh, you know, rest of 2023?
5: Yes. So we're super happy to finally um, announce that we're merging with Revolver. So we'll be one combined organization just after Fashion Week. Uh, so the team will move in. So what we're working against now uh, or towards is to actually have Sif Times Revolver um, gathered at one place here at Bella to optimize, for, you know, for the buyers and the brands uh, having one, you know, key venue instead of four. Mm. Um, and then we're working on a new concept for Uxna So we have a city location and then we have the SIF Times Revolver as you know it, but in, in, uh, in one place.
0: All right, exciting stuff. Sophie Dolva, director of SIF, uh, congratulations on a great show and thank you for inviting us to collaborate with you.
5: Thank you for coming.
0: All right, that was Sophie Dolva, the director at SIF. Exciting stuff uh, waiting ahead. In the Danish capital of Copenhagen and in the Scandinavian uh, fashion industry, you won. Uh, I gotta say, it's been a really interesting being in Copenhagen this year. I I really, again, I really feel like uh, the industry is back in full swing. I'm very optimistic and um, also, again, very happy about the talks program that we've been setting up at at SIF. Um, any closing words, any, any parting observations that we should mention before we uh, end this?
1: Yeah, like uh, mentioned in the interviews by the interview objects, um, it's uh, becoming more and more obvious uh, for every season uh, how much of a gathering point for Scandinavian fashion that uh, Copenhagen uh, has become and uh, will continue to be uh, indefinitely. Like, um, Yeah. For the the coming years, at least, uh, not only with the merging between Sif and Revolver, but also the great sustainability work. Um, actually, to some extent, like world leading, uh, the sustainability mm-hmm. work by the Fashion Week organization uh, with certain uh, sustainability requirements that is now uh, that was announced like three years ago. That is uh, now put into action. Uh, so the uh, the brands uh, on the official schedule now has to have to meet up with certain standards in order to be able to show.
0: Absolutely, but before that, this is not the last we'll hear from from SIF and Copenhagen Fashion Week. In, in this feed, we have so much content recorded on the talk stage at SIF. Uh, it's going to be at least uh, a handful, maybe up to uh, 8 or 10 episodes we'll be releasing in the upcoming weeks, uh, talking about everything from retail tech to uh, of course, beauty innovation, which was today all, all about, and Tomorrow, I'm hosting uh, the transformation talks with some of our friends from, from Finland. We're doing kind of an offshoot of our transformation conference here at CIF, with uh, among them Spinova and our good friends, the Finnish designers uh, Erwin Latimer and Rolf Ekrud, present in the, the talk. So,
1: so I just have to say, like uh, every season after Copenhagen Fashion Week, what you used to say when you uh, go back home is that how tired you are of your own voice. And I can just imagine for you that same feeling after five Paddle talks today. It's, uh, <laughs> it's it's out of this world, and no one podcast.
0: Well, thankfully, I'm only asking questions, so I'm I'm not speaking. I mean, I think you did much more speaking than I did in today's uh, show. But so, no, definitely, it's been it's been intense doing this, but I love it. It's so fun. Uh, I get so much energy from uh, the audience and the industry, and and. That's why we're doing this. We, we really love being part of, of this industry. Um, so uh, stay tuned for that. This has been a Scandinavian Mind a special edition podcast uh, recorded here from Copenhagen Fashion Week. Uh, don't forget to sign up to our newsletter. Visit ScandinavianMind.com slash newsletter not to miss out on any of the upcoming content, including our upcoming State of Beauty Innovation Report. Until next time. Thank you, Yuan. Thank you.